0: Hello, welcome to We Don't Talk About The Weather. Political discussion from the outside may just look like screaming and crying. I'm Adam and this is Hugh. Hello. And we're here to talk about this week's news and politics. We
1: are. How are you doing, Hugh? You alright? Yeah, I'm alright. I'm alright. Christmas soon. Hell yeah. Yeah. And you know what Christmas means? Misery. Closer to January 4th. And Wrestle Kingdom. (laughs) All I care about anymore with this Christmas season. Christmas, (laughs) I start hearing Christmas carols and all I think about is...
0: Title matches. <laughs> you do seem to be floating kind of a foot above the chair at the minute. You're that excited? I am pretty excited about Wrestle Kingdom this year. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, despite the Young Bucks getting into it for no reason. Well. But yeah. You know. Anyway, politics though. Yeah. Not excited about any of that shit. Um, because the you are terrible. The Young
0: Bucks, otherwise known as the Tories.
1: Yep. <laughs> um, or, you know, Young Bucks, they're more like Momentum. Like, they started off good, but they just pissed me off now. <laughs> <laughs> Too well, many in-jokes. Yeah, <laughs> But, um, yeah, what's happened this week? Fuck all.
0: So, <laughs> we had a week off last week. I was sick. Yeah, you um, were. I still have a little bit of a rattle in the old throat. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why I couldn't do last week. And luckily, I picked the right week for it, because it was quite a slow week. Nothing, yeah, nothing really happened. Different. Well, as far as I'm aware... I woke up on Monday morning, there was some news, Mm -hmm. and uh, by the time I kind of paid attention again by Friday, exactly the same situation had occurred. So I can only assume, using science, (laughs) that nothing had gone on in that intervening period. No,
1: I don't think anything happened, um, really. I was just playing Warframe.
0: (laughs) Um, So again, you you kind of started on Monday, everything's the same as Friday, therefore nothing happened.
1: Yeah. Um, I have enjoyed watching... Um, Jacob Rees-Mogg's opinion on Theresa May changed within about four days. Oh, no, That's it's exactly...
0: Good. Again, it's the principle of science tells you <laughs> that he held exactly the same opinion now as he did two Sundays ago. So, yes. therefore, the, nothing, nothing has happened in between. Yeah. It wasn't he's, observed, he's therefore it didn't happen. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. He... um. So they
1: finally got their letters. He,
0: they, all of them.
1: They finally got their letters.
0: Let's go through this in order. Okay. Right. Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, all set to do the episode on the meaningful vote on Theresa May's withdrawal bill. Yep. On Monday, May pushes back that vote to an indeterminate time. Yep. Tuesday, they finally get the 48 letters in enough to trigger a no-confidence vote mm-hmm. in Theresa May as leader of the Tory party. hmm
1: Amazing rebels like Anna Soubry say, I will be voting with Theresa May. Yeah,
0: she was very desperate for a no-confidence vote just so that she could vote so hard Mm -hmm. for Theresa May. Yep. Wednesday was when the vote actually happened. Uh, Prior to this, May made an announcement to the Tory party, Tory MPs, where she said she will not be leading the Tories, Tory party into the next election.
1: Where some of them cried.
0: Some of them cried. There were tears. Because they were losing (laughs) Mummy. (laughs) Mummy's Um, gone again. But... They can't. No, no one really likes her in the Tory party, do they? People, I don't know. Look, I don't know what Tories think. They've got, you know, they might as well be a different species. I think because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't, I can't quite work out their uh, their particular the way they think. But there must be some people. There are people who like her enough to keep her on in there because she won that vote. Yeah, um, but I'm
1: pretty certain the only reason they keep her on there are is because definitely no one po- else wants to, as f- the as job. As far
0: as they're concerned, there's definitely positives to having her there because mm. she can just she can act as the scapegoat as they all write, carve their sins into her flesh. I think it's, I don't think, and then when she gets gets got rid of pr- before 2022, yeah, it'll be a clean slate. They yeah. think it yeah. won't, but it will be a that, clean slate.
1: I don't think there's ever been a Tory leader or any political leader. Who is so incapable of shame? That's like her main skill. Hmm.
0: I yeah, I go back and she forth on I, I go ever. back and forth on whether that's her, as the as the newspapers would have you believe, that she's this incredibly consistent, solid mm. person who doesn't waver. Like giving her the old Thatcher treatment. Mm. I can't work out whether her lack of shame is inherent to her, inherent to the position, or it's just kind of a consequence of the way that are like. Our culture of manners has changed mm. because there's loads of stuff that would have like really pushed her to resign, like any nu- any number of the like sexual assault allegations, sleaze, mm. all that stuff. That just brushes off, and I I don't know whether that's just her going, I can I can take it, I can take all this yes. punishment, or whether it's just. That's not enough anymore because there's not enough of a unified like uh, political culture to actually bring that down. In the past, you might be able to say, oh, "No, it's like a gentlemanly culture." Mm. You know, if you were if you couldn't be trusted to do that, you had to show some kind of like honor because that's how you would be ranked when you came up again the next time. Yeah. like a David Meller or a Jonathan Aitken or mm. a Neil Hamilton. Mm. You know, they went because the idea ran that they would be able to come back in if they had enough, like, brownie points with the people who mattered, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I don't I don't really know what it is that keeps her going. Because, like, this... She was hammered oh, yeah. in this uh, in this leadership election, well, yeah, despite the like, fact that they... Like, oh, God, it was even that, like... Okay, so she she won with...
1: Like, she lost a, thir- a third of the party hater.
0: She had 200 votes in favour and mm-hmm. 117 against. Yeah. To put it in comparison... But then also... Okay, go on. Yeah, sorry. Um, to put it in comparison... That's a smaller share of the support of Tory MPs than John Major had against John Redwood in 1995, Mm. which he also survived. Mm. Um, It was one vote more than she got in the 2016 leadership election in which she had two other contenders. This was the first Mm. round, of course, because she didn't fight a final round against a final contender because they all dropped out.
1: Mm.
0: So it's one more vote than she got uh, against two other contenders. She didn't have 100 ministers who would have been who were supposed to have resigned yeah. if they didn't support her. on the payroll. And she didn't have to unsuspend two MPs accused of uh, sexual assault, I believe well, then. The well, the weird thing... Their names are Richard Grabbyhands and Sir Robert Boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> the um, thing is with those two... Sir Robert Boundaries appear, to be fair, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> with those two, like, letting them back in. Yeah.
1: She didn't need them to win. No. But the press gave her, like, a pass to let, her back, yeah. let them back in because it seems like... Oh, of course she'd let them back
0: in because she needs the numbers. Yeah. as if that's any kind of justification. It's because they've abandoned. They they see kind of utility rather than maybe in the past they would have seen even the sun and the like Daily Mail and stuff would have seen character flaws hmm. in the idea of letting uh, as yet uh, like alleged sex offenders. Yeah. I would say that alleged sex offenders back under the whip. Hmm. In order to win a vote, but now because they're all kind of like West Wingy, like the thick of it people, it's seen as this brilliant tactical manoeuvre because mm. that's all that matters. There's no, yeah, if, there's no particular moral like basis for any of that. It's just like if you win, you win. It's fine.
1: If Jeremy Corbyn let in a suspected sex offender who had left the party, actually know they'd like that because it's a um, trouble cock. <laughs> but yeah, so then um, they had the vote. So they she had, won.
0: they had that vote that evening. I think it was Tuesday. And you might be won. right. It was Tuesday. And then she went straight to... And Bell, then she went French to Germany. PMQs. Oh, yeah. PMQs is on Wednesday. Um, suffice it to say, she won this vote. She then had a huge mammoth questions uh, question and answer hmm. session in the House of Commons, which hmm. again she got praised for. Actually, going back to the vote, I was watching... Um, I was homesick and I was watching BBC News put on a special programme. Hmm. And, you know, it's incredible how many people you can find to say... Theresa May is doing the best job she can (laughs) and she's a really good person. And she should just be let to get on with the job it 's amazing, and then you know you go from Maidenhead, which has a constituency, you find uh, an elderly bowls club member who's say she 's strong and stable, she should be allowed to get on with brexit, and of course then you 've got to bring in the kind of counterpoint to so a younger Asian woman um, who said that yeah she 's really nice uh, and she should be allowed to get on with brexit, but then of course you go to Salford Conservative Club now that 's a political environment, yeah a lot of debating going on in there you know the it 's not just for the cut price pints. <laughs> Um, and you again find remainers and leavers at each other's throats, both saying that Theresa May was the best person for the job and she should be let to carry on with uh, what she's doing. And local councillors in there as well saying, yeah. "I talk to everybody on the street and they <laughs> say she's really good and she should be allowed to get on with Brexit." It was outstanding. It was. A joke.
1: Yeah, no, I, I can't watch any of those programmes. I it's don't watch too. I don't
0: watch those things long form very often. I don't watch Question Time. I yeah. don't watch the Daily Politics. And it's incredible how on message you can get someone, because it was almost like a kind, it was like breakfast TV, where it's like, well, it's got to be a bit light. It's got to have mm. soft edges because everyone's waking up and everything. Except this was in the middle of the day. Yeah. And on a very important political topic. Yeah. You know, it was really weird.
1: But then she had, yeah, she did PMQs. And she did PMQs. Out a lot. I, remember, I saw that um, people were annoyed at um, Jeremy Corbyn for being too aggressive and too passionate, like he got angry um, in the same way that they used to get angry of him for being, not being angry enough. Um, because <laughs> well, this was Jeremy Corbyn's fault. It's, it's Schrodinger's
0: Corbyn because he is simultaneously doing Brexit and yeah. also not doing Brexit hard enough. Yeah.
1: Um, and then she went to Germany.
0: There's an important thing. The car. There's an important fact before that. Okay. The mace. Oh shit! Yeah, um thingy, yeah. Labour Lloyd, MP, the one, Lloyd. Lloyd. Lloyd Russell Moyle, the one who's uh, MP the, for Brighton Kemp Town.
1: Yeah, the one who um, announced in Parliament that he's got
0: HIV. That he was HIV positive. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, like he had like a storming week of being in everyone. Like the thing that I thought was really interesting was like that I, I recognized him as soon as like he went to grab the mace. It yeah. was quite an awkward, very much a British Parliament figure if he picks up the mace, looks awkward. Like, what do I do now? <laughs> and then they just take it off him. Um, but it was what was funny was like yeah a week before he he stood up in Parliament and said about how he had HIV it was very like it was a very brave thing to do yeah um there were loads of um supposed political journalists on lBC who didn't know who the fuck he was <laughs> like their memory is that short they were like oh no I don't know who he is he's just doing it for attention
0: <laughs> I mean to be fair he didn't have the strength to actually equip the mace um, <laughs> he actually said uh, and
1: way too many points in charisma and intelligence.
0: Way too many points in charisma, intelligence. Quickly, he was quickly disarmed. But I mean, he's going to go. He's going to level up, grind a bit more, mm-hmm. hit the gym, do some weights, mm. and next time he grabs the mace, he'll be able to take it and I don't know, knock down Buckingham Palace it's a little known fact like the meteorite that struck London in 1066 Halley's Comet <laughs> that made uh, the metal of the gates of Buckingham Palace yeah. and it also made the mace mm-hmm. so it's actually the only way you can unlock it if you're not of royal blood ah right so that's that's the plan that's what you've actually got to do
1: and the royals are the royal people of royal blood can open it because their blood is mainly made up of that same meteorite because that's where they came from <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what they call because they rode it <laughs>
0: And like I know this is very close to like this whole mace issue, very close to your heart because mm. I mean, for years now, all you've really wanted to do is engineer a situation in which you can say, cast away these fools baubles. <laughs> yes. You've every year Christmas presents like mini maces, you know, sneaking a mace into your pocket, whenever you cook for people, you know, baking little maces into pies just so that they can have oh, it's a mace and you can go cast away these false baubles and slap it out of their hands.
1: Yeah, I do it constantly. <laughs> It's become quite an issue. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, he said that they stopped me before I got out of the chamber, and I wasn't going to struggle with someone wearing a huge sword on their hip. It's like you've got a mace. Yeah, it's got extend. It's got longer reach. <laughs> Dude, fucking deadliest warrior on this. That would have been really funny. If, Royal like, mace
1: like versus he refuses to black give up rod the mace sword, and they literally like unsheathe
0: a sword.
1: <laughs> this country's stupid. Yeah, it is. It's so stupid. It's
0: so stupid. <laughs> we deserve a hard brexit <laughs> yeah. um so yeah then she scoots off to germany mm-hmm. to his mate
1: to be locked in the car uh
0: scoots around to ireland germany and the message is the same
1: mm-hmm.
0: the eu is not up for renegotiating the deal they have mm. um it was interesting like uh i think it was like an interview or part of Yanis varoufakis Yanis varoufakis's book where he does say that you don't negotiate with the EU, they steamroll you, mm. in that the EU have presented the stuff that they wanted mm. and then given some stuff back after all that was done. Mm. And now, as far as they're concerned, it's set.
1: Yeah.
0: That there's no more... Yeah. They're not going to renegotiate.
1: No, no, because they're off to In their anyway.
0: But I think what, like, this week really revealed is exactly how, like up themselves, I don't know what the right word is, but, like, up themselves, they're willing to be about it because they fucking rinsed her mm. in public again. Mm. Like, there was that thing with the uh, Prime Minister of Luxembourg, I think it was. Oh, that was...
1: <laughs> <laughs> which, so was which was
0: fucking hilarious and made for social media. Yeah. But also, not, like, for all the Remainers kind of talking about the EU as, like, this liberal bastion, it's like, no, this mm. is a, this is a particular kind of, like... Haughty authoritarianism.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, and um, it's funny when they're doing it to May.
0: Yeah, they'll do it to Corbyn. They're, I mean, in many ways, they're they are doing it to May, but they're also not just doing it to May. They're doing it to like the UK and yeah. its people, and not to get all fucking like butcher's aprony red, white, and blue about mm. it. But it, this does have effects on actual people, and not just. Like technocratic political elites.
1: Yeah, but then when you look at it, EU had no problem doing it to Greece. Yeah, um, They cackled point. while they did it.
0: Yeah, they absolutely have no problem with, like I say, completely steamrolling.
1: But you know, when you people. watch people drown in the Mediterranean, um, I imagine you're capable of doing a lot of things. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: When you watch universities being shut down and don't immediately kind of censure the people, mm-hmm. you know... That kind of thing tends to put a cramp in your fucking liberal swagger. Yeah. Um, so we get to this week, uh, and we've had uh, a load of no, load more no confidence talk. Well, Cor- Corbyn fucked up.
1: Now, what seems to have happened? Now, this is the thing that I've read. Right. Okay. That, okay. So Corbyn was gonna call a no-confidence vote in Theresa May, just Theresa May, because then he'd be able to convince a bunch of Tories to abstain. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't have achieved anything, but it would have embarrassed her and would have kept the pressure on her to like prove that she doesn't deserve to be there. I think there. it's a lot
0: of the logical step of saying she barely... I mean, she won quite handily, but if you look at the numbers, it's not a handy win in her leadership mm-hmm. election. Then she mo- you move on to Parliament, and it's like, Parliament obviously doesn't because it would be a rehearsal of the eventual deal vote and he can, like, weaken the government in that way, I guess, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, And he was going to call that vote, um, call that no-confidence vote, if she didn't say that, if she didn't name a date for when this vote on the EU bill was done. And then she told, I think she, like, gave them a copy of the speech, like, about three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So then they decided not to do it. Yeah. And then halfway through the questioning, like towards the end of the questioning, then Jeremy Corbyn decided, "Ah, oh, fuck it, we'll do it." And they said that we're going to be tabling a motion of no confidence in Theresa May. In now, Theresa
0: May, but not the government. Yeah,
1: but here's the problem: you can't do that. No, it's, it's non-binding. It wasn't. Well, no, he couldn't do it because you can you have to wait until the next opposition day to do it, which would be well into next year. Yeah. Um, but he didn't. But the um the lead the the Labour leadership office didn't know that. Yeah um but they can call a no confidence motion in the whole government because that's part of the fixed term parliament act yes yeah and so that's what they that's um so basically what they said is um if Theresa May doesn't allow this no confidence vote in her because she'll have to call it herself yeah then they'll go for the no confidence of the government. You see they, Which Labour cannot win because no Tory will vote with Labour.
0: No, the DUP won't either. They will not let in they the They said, said they government.
1: they said they don't like Theresa May, but they're not gonna, you know, side with Jeremy Corbyn who loves the IRA.
0: Um, there was a lot of kind of because the SNP have been going off at Corbyn, you know, obviously their natural enemy mm. in this whole situation you know, remain as, naturally, they would want uh, a Tory government because Mm -hmm. it's so close to their own thing. So they, to some reason, they haven't been able to think tactically about this and uh, tabled a load of amendments to what would have been a non-binding no-confidence vote against Theresa May herself. They attacked on a load of amendments to it and try to make it a... um, a a, a vote of no confidence in the government itself which then would have been binding which Mm. would have had constitutional power Um, yeah I'm not sure because like obviously this has been a threat that he's been able to kind of wield but I think every I thought everyone knew that it was kind of a a rhetorical device as much as anything that it it didn't have any constitutional power and it wouldn't be worth it wouldn't be worth throwing it in
1: Mm. I think it was stupid yeah and it was a waste of time and the whole point the reason why the SNP and the Greens and that and the Liberals are pushing for it is because they said at conference if they can't get an election then they'll go for people's vote they'll think yeah. this will push him to go for a people's vote yeah. and if he goes for a people's vote oh for fuck's sake he better not go for a people's vote I will, I will, I will no Yeah. no no no.
0: I mean, presumably her plan up till now. I've watched
1: too many songs done by that stupid EU Supergirl
0: person. Oh, yeah. There's a couple of real earworms this week. Mm. There is no Brexit the end. Oh.
1: That
0: little It's that little skip in the voice. Yeah. It drives me up the wall. Yeah. Really up the wall. Yeah. Like, political songs, for the most part, I don't think are that good. When they're songs. When they're that... Union songs that I feel like. When are slightly you get to different. a certain
1: level of politics where yeah. it's like when it's about specific parties.
0: When it's about <laughs> the hustings. Yes. Do you know what I mean? When it's when it's anything to do with the electoral process or like a specific constitutional mm. issue as opposed to kind of at least like Phil Ox and people like that kind of do things about either larger kind of like real life things, mm. you know, they mat- these things matter. They yeah. have life in them. These are just like lifeless husks that you kind of whisper out into a mic. Yeah, you're you know, not Like just, this
1: podcast. <laughs> you're not just saying, um, you've got to check it before we Brexit. <laughs> ah! No, 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 no. We'll stop. We'll, we'll have more. But yeah, that's, yeah we'll they better not go more for more. a fucking vote.
0: Um, I mean, presumably her plan... Uh, her, Theresa May's plan up till now, and I can't see her changing it, hmm. has been to delay the vote long enough to kind of actually have the notion of a no-deal Brexit kind of dawn on any wavering Tory MPs, hmm. you know, combined with maybe a little bit of secured funding for their constituency, Mm. um, you know, like, projects given the go-ahead. And, like, you think that's kind of a bit too obvious. I mean, they literally did that with Surrey Council. Yeah. With Surrey Council cutting their social care budget, the central government literally promised them to make up the gap. Yeah. And only them. Mm. There's been widespread, like, evidence that Tory councils have received more funding and Mm. more, kind of... uh, like negotiable terms than mm. Labour governments, I just that's a that's a fact mm. that's been on the ground. So that could 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 happen. But I mean, it's a real um, it's a real conflicted moment because I've definitely felt in the last two weeks that almost all of the options have become a little more real, a mm. little more like likelihood, like. You start thinking of No Deal, mm-hmm. and the government today have announced um, there's All that money. Going they've to the, two billion pounds, yeah. which seems either way too much or way too little.
1: Yeah, it's no one. It doesn't to seem like To restructure the near British
0: that. economy, <laughs>
1: yeah, and they were like, it's like, oh, some of this money will be going on, you know, stockpiling medicine. Um, renting boats to like put yeah. cars on,
0: renting ferries, um, yeah. and they also promised troops as well.
1: Yeah, 3,500 soldiers.
0: Because soldiers, well, no, here's the thing soldiers solve everything, they're oh, the they ultimate do. sanction. Because just look at Yemen, <laughs> <laughs> look at Iraq, where there's literally that's literally <laughs> what they try to do. Yeah, um, Northern Ireland, uh, <laughs> Cyprus, <laughs> South Africa, uh. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, Murther Uprising. <laughs> Murther <or> Uprising. <laughs> uh, yeah. Red Clyde. Um. Uh, anyway. Um, Battle of Orgreave.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> there were soldiers there, were there? No, there
0: were. There were. Were there? That's the conspiracy theory that at the Battle of Orgreave um, and in the later minor strike in 1985, mm. that uh, they put SAS um, people, secreted SAS people in with um, police uniforms. Mm. It's only a theory Mm. Uh, but it was to specifically go after um, certain militants, militant unionists, and that to kind be, of the thing. The British government would
1: never do something like that. They love unionists. <laughs> <laughs> the British government love left wingers. They do. They love them so much that they will insinuate themselves into their lives and rape them. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, that's lovely. Yeah, but um, yeah. So they're doing, they're, they're doing anyway, they do. They, they, they I anyway. Mean, they
0: seem to be making very serious preparations. Yeah, know? yeah. I did see. Um, there was like,
1: there was a lump of money that they were talking about saving, putting aside for in case of a No Deal,
0: yeah,
1: um, and for like for like hold for like fixing up a gap with Brexit, mm-hmm. likely you know, in case there's any emergencies, yeah. And I did see that yesterday it was announced that that money is completely gone because we've got so much debt, so much student debt that will never be paid back that it's had to move from one column now into the column of public spending.
0: Oh yeah, the old uh, PFI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been
1: there's so much now that will never get paid back, and um now the university costs are significantly higher than it was when it was free for everybody.
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: Everybody who could go, that is, because there were limits on how many students yeah, could, yeah. There, there could be, but it was cheaper. Yeah a lot cheaper.
0: Uh, it's it's it certainly seems like everything's a lot more real like May May's deal is is more real. No deal seems closer. Everyone mm. seems to be making more people's vote got a kind of big boost in attention at the very least. Yeah. Um that everybody I don't think anyone I don't think anyone has been so overconfident to say that. Well, obviously it's people's vote, but it's definitely moved a stage on to where people are discussing exactly what it would look like. Mm. Um and obviously, there's the other thing of a, a Corbyn negotiated Brexit. I think Corbyn's down to five to one now to BPM mm. um, within in 2019. So all of that kind of stuff seems a lot closer. So mm. I just wanted to go through like each of those like four
1: yeah
0: um, outcome potential outcomes yeah. from this moment and just like see how how we feel about it mm. a bit of a gut check. So which one first? Okay, so May's deal.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the
0: first one, and I think I've got. An inkling—it's probably going to be the thing that happens, and it's real bad. See, I was like
1: um, several margaritas in on Saturday, and I'm—I pre- was pretty convinced that nothing's going to happen. That yeah. was the position that I was taking when
0: I was finding it hard to stand. Okay, I mean that is actually is a secret fifth option, yeah, of all of these all of these things um, that. May 29th or whatever it is, mm. uh, March 29th rolls around mm. and nothing changes. Mm. Like, nothing happens. There's no significant... Because you'd have to do something mm. in order for the relationships that you have with the EU to sever in reality, mm. but maybe not in, in theory.
1: But to be fair, if that happens, Jack Buckley's going to run at Parliament with a ped-life. <laughs> but anyway, May's okay, deal. Yeah.
0: May's shitty,
1: shitty fuck over the left deal
0: it is the most punitively non-Brexit Brexit mm-hmm. you could possibly have mm. so uh, very strong on preventing friend, uh, state aid mm-hmm. uh, weaker on protecting workers rights and environmental protections mm-hmm. um, there's these things called non-regression clauses which means that the UK can't um, roll back say environmental protection certain environmental protections and, and workers protections Um but what will happen is that various parts of the UK economy will uh, become subject to what's called non-tariff barriers mm-hmm. um, from other international countries. So that's things like um, certain quality standards, uh, certain like surcharges mm. that are not technically like we are going to charge you twenty percent tax on importing electronics, for instance. Yeah, is not quite that, but is functionally that. Okay. Um. And usually you'd kind of in a, in a free market situation you'd kind of balance that out by either having state aid for industry mm-hmm. or a renegotiation for a tariff free like uh, like to reduce those barriers mm. directly with the country you won't be able to have either of those mm. so you'll be suffering all the negative effects while not getting any of the of the positive effects um, it would also kind of properly treat Northern Ireland differently than the u k um so the UK would stay within a common uh, customs territory, um, but there would be an extra layer of kind of thickening, like compliance yeah. with Northern Ireland, whereby they would be in a different customs system. Yeah. The 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 border for actual trade with the UK would be in the Irish Sea, which was something she always ruled out, mm. which was fucking weird. And I can't, I still can't quite shake the idea that this is probably going to happen. Mm. Like. I may be just used to the kind of most, like, worst possible, most annoying thing that could happen mm. whenever and
1: this would be politics the most involved.
0: This would be the most annoying. Plus, this is only a withdrawal agreement; it's not the actual treaty. Yeah. So, this right now, the whole thing of saying, "Shall we talk about Brexit again?" Before yeah. this episode, we'll be doing that for years. Yeah. Now that was always on the cards with the Brexit thing. That's mm. probably always going to happen, but mm. happening in this mode doesn't doesn't feel that great. No, it does not. You know, like I say, I'm not, I'm not. There are there are different things that like a socialist could pick out, like, you know, yeah, workers' rights will be protected. Hopefully, like EU citizenship, but it's like, oh, well, they've got all the anti-immigration stuff they need, so that's all right because that's all this was really about.
1: Yeah, you know, Um, they get
0: their way, and I'm not happy with it.
1: Also, I do like that the one thing that the EU took notice of with the Brexit vote is the only jostling that it happened was they all
0: went. Yeah, maybe we should be a bit harsher on immigration. <laughs> it was like, did you fucking see, what a great achievement? <laughs> did you fucking see Tony Blair last mm-hmm. week saying if we uh, agree to remain, the EU might uh, be a bit harder on immigration because that's what we want. And it's like, so not only are you saying that Brexit is bad because the EU has become more right, the UK has become more right wing. Mm. You're saying the solution is to make the EU more right wing. <laughs> yeah. Spread your disease to the rest of the continent. Yeah. What a disgusting man. Jesus Christ. Um, I also think business will take May's deal. Oh, yeah. I think they would take it over a no deal. They'll Um, take any deal.
1: Well, yeah, I think they'd they'd also like it because it stops Corbyn from doing anything if he gets into power.
0: There is also that, yeah.
1: Um, And they'd love that. Yeah. They'd really like that. Um, I think
0: think every single
1: Tory rebel will vote for it, and I think there's significant chunks of... The viper-like Labour Party that will vote for it too.
0: Yeah, because they've already. I mean, Jess Phillips has already been out making promises, saying if I do, you know, if if there is one single hair on my constituents' heads hurt by this is paraphrasing <laughs> um, or exaggerating both. Um, if there is one single hair on any of my constituents' babs heads. <laughs> They, then I will vote for this deal. She's already setting it up. Yeah. she's just stupider than the rest of them, because mm-hmm. she announced it beforehand, mm-hmm. thus again, limiting her options to uh, options for maneuver later on.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I can, I can see that happening. Um, so the next one is no deal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, what do you feel about that? Well, it's
1: pets. Because are we talking, we become Singapore, and then I lose my best friend because you get publicly whipped to death for spitting?
0: <laughs> We've already gone into that. We've already discussed that at length on this podcast. Because <laughs> imagine it's like that bit in some Starship Troopers, with the laser whip. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gob I gob on the pavement, and somebody shouts at me, put your hand on that wall! Yes. Yes, that will happen. Put your mouth um, on that wall, and it throws a knife at me, <laughs> and it seals my lips up. <laughs> no deal, will be terrible.
1: Um... On the one hand, yeah. there's one thing that I would like about a No Deal,
0: mm.
1: and that is being someone who was brought up in the Medway towns. Trafficking Kent just makes me laugh, and the idea of all of that, but of like the M20 and the M2 just becoming essentially a lorry car park <laughs> while driving all of some of the most angry, puce-coloured, bean-headed men—insane. <laughs> that'd have that just make me. Smile. Yeah, I mean,
0: Kent County Council already has Operation Stack as mm. like a backup plan mm. for. Uh, you know strikes and and things like that so that happens kind of semi-regularly anyway Mm. and for it to be extended (laughs) over an extended period of time uh, I think yeah most of my no deal feelings comes comes out of a feeling of spite (laughs) and I have a real problem when I'm thinking about what my position is on Europe Mm. I have a real problem in dealing with my own spite because like when you know when we're joking around on the podcast I'm 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 fine giving into giving in to that 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 temptation. Yeah. But actually like all of all of my political decisions are kind of like have an axis of spite and reason and then, you know, disgust and <laughs> enthusiasm. Yeah. So somewhere on there, I like to try and appeal to like the better angels of my nature yeah. and think that I I believe in something positive. I yeah. believe in something that will be better for people. But so often in this political system and in this political moment, just spite is the best thing you can hope for.
1: Yeah, there is a reason why both of us voted Remain, and that is because mm. we don't want to see everyone suffer, Yeah, which will happen. And while yeah. I'd like to see the entirety of Kent suffer, <laughs> um, I don't really want to see other parts of the
0: country suffer. What, what pisses me off about this is that no deal... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever that is, whether it's the, the, the arrangements, had they started to take it seriously, had they not been using it as a way of punishing the EU mm-hmm. and negotiating with the EU and negotiating with their own MPs and with Parliament, mm-hmm. had they had that seriously considered, no deal doesn't have to be the end of the world. It never had to be. Had mm. they had a proper interventionist yeah. state policy, mm-hmm. an industrial strategy, setting aside money for different products? I mean, it the, said the, the, if they were the, left the, yeah, I, Basically, yeah, yeah. I'm saying if they were a Benite socialist party, yeah. Um, I know, obviously, that's the whole thing. That's the whole mm. reason why they weren't, because they don't. They've spent 40 years trying to get away from that mm. kind of shit and not having an industrial strategy at all, not mm. having investment in regions. But for sake of argument had they started this process earlier and committed real resources to Mm. it and not stopped the traditional kind of make sure the city of London's all right and that the money keeps flowing and that London's all right and Mm. fuck the rest of the country, had they not done that, had they broken with that, no deal is eminently survivable. Mm. It's you've got to set up your own regulatory commissions for things that we had otherwise devolved to the European Union, medicines, things like that. You just set that up. Mm. Uh, do you need, you know, uh, more more doctors trained? You it would have been a, it would have been a lot doctors. of work, but it, it's all. But doable. that's the business. That's the, I mean, yeah. I know you know socialists and everything, yeah. but that's the fucking business of the state. Yeah, that's the business of government. Yeah, in a socialist utopia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that isn't what will happen. That isn't what will happen. I don't. Again, I don't. I think in the short term, obviously, there's going to be. If that happened, there would be a lot of stuff. But I think Richard Seymour's been pointing out in a, a few podcast interviews he's been doing like all the kind of GDP figures and things like that, they are just project- projections, mm. GDP losses. I mean, we're assuming that capitalism stays the same, world trade continues to grow roughly as it has mm. uh, like now, the finance sector doesn't have another meltdown, mm. the housing market doesn't have another meltdown. The thing? That's what, like, another another economic crash. I'm scared of it. I, I'm as I would be as scared of it coming from a, U, a Britain in the EU as I would be yeah. with a Britain coming out of the EU. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not I'm not scared of it. It's just that I fail to see how that would be particularly exceptional when I've been fucked by every single recession we've yeah. had. Yeah. You know me personally, and, and my friends and family and things yeah. like that. You know, it's. Um, Plus, I'm know not that. as scared of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: well, so I think we've um, we've it's the lefty thing of we've lost a lot anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the plus side, I could see that with a, a like a falling apart No Deal, that the city of London might crumble. The fuck off.
0: Yeah. Again, that would be a an un- unintended, a net positive. Uh, possibly unintended net positive. Yeah. Yeah. I should um, say. And like, I think the
1: thing is GDP would take a massive hit. But that's a part of like the economy that literally no one, like when people talk about pension funds and stuff like that, you don't really feel that positive thing from the growth of weird pension funds invested in arms companies.
0: I mean, it's good that but apart that, from
1: pensioners too. Obviously. That whole
0: financialization <laughs> yeah. uh, ideology and system is geared to keep it going. And indeed, mm. like if you look at like Marxist crisis theory mm. and rupture theory, where you identify points in history where you know, there was a serious risk of a particular system being overthrown or, mm. or changed, um, the state, the capitalist state, our capitalist state, has been there to fill in the gaps. Yeah. And they don't fill in the gaps to make something better. Yeah. They fill in the gaps to keep what's already there going. Mm-hmm. And so it will be 2008 again. Mm-hmm. You will see a massive bailout for the city mm-hmm. that might not continue. Maybe it will just be propped up until they leave and go mm-hmm. to Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. But... In any case, if you didn't have a government, we haven't had a government that's been prepared for that. We haven't had a government that's been prepared to actually um, treat the economy and people's lives as if they're real things, hmm. but they're just kind of marks on That'd a on a so on a spreadsheet. It's so funny, and it's that kind of. Them. I mean, it's the accelerationist argument all over again, yeah. isn't it? It's you know push people enough and eventually everything will mm. like push the contradictions and everything will change never mm. been I've never subscribed to that theory because you'd be surprised how far people can be pushed and keep the same system in place yeah. but it's the way I, of, I do get I it I couldn't see like
1: there's still that thing like cuz <coughs> they threaten it a lot like you know the you know bankers will leave and all that mm. kind of shit but they don't um, and yeah. the reason they don't is because they in general they're married with kids yeah, and their kids are in private schools that are here and all that kind of shit and so it'd be really hard for them to just up sticks and move to Frankfurt. It would be interesting to see if they would actually do it, do that.
0: Yeah, I mean the thing is that it's not their personal lives that will drive them to do that. It will be the restructuring of the European and the world financial system mm. as it is now. I mean mm. there are you know there are a few reasons why it's a lot of it's based in London. Partly it's the. Um, uh, What's it called? The time zone.
1: Yeah, it's the time zone. It can be.
0: It can talk to America and Asia in the Mm. same day. It's close to the EU. It has certain passporting systems that allows it to, like, move around money Mm. in the EU, Um, which I haven't looked into it. But I would assume that May's deal will keep that going because that's the that's the point. That's the point. Um, I just think that there's no way it happens because if they spent, however much, four hundred trillion. Pounds Mm. on bailing out the banking sector when in 2007,
1: 2008,
0: Mm. I don't see them sacrificing anything in order to let that just fade away for a political point. Yeah. You could argue that Brexit in itself was a lot to do with kind of the conflict between large business and small to medium sized businesses, uh, like national businesses Mm. and things like that. And we know who wins out in that. Every time, yeah. UKIP are gone for a reason. The Tories are still there for a reason. Mm. That's where the, the power and lies. That's mm. where power and material resources, a material basis of British life lies. Mm. So that will win. And I don't think No Deal, No Deal go, that threatens that goes yeah. through in any way. Yeah. Um. So the next option: people's vote. <clears throat> Is this people's vote assuming that they that it wins? No, this is, a, this is just this is just okay. Well, let's take it as a people's vote is going to happen mm-hmm. in let's say six months. Let's say next okay. summer, okay. Uh, three yeah three years on from mm. the previous referendum. No particular we don't, like we've discussed it before. What the what, how that could be selected? What the mm. question could be? What the options could be? Yeah, but just people's vote to somehow break the deadlock of disagreement within the political system yeah. itself. Yeah, the things, What you do you reckon? The only way I could see
1: that happening is it being Theresa's may Theresa's deal or no deal. They're not putting Remain on there, and realistically, you can't have free options on there. If you had free options you, on there and Remain win with thirty four ins- percent of the vote, then then there there'll will be blood be, in the streets. Um, yeah, or if not blood in the streets, there'll be a, such a hardening of the right that the next election. It won't be the Tories that will be the right-wing party. It won't be, and yeah. UKIP will... It won't be UKIP. It'll be...
0: It'll be the Tories, but they won't be these Tories. They won't yeah. be... Let's say Cameron's Tories. Yeah,
1: yeah. For
0: all that actually fucking means anymore.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what will happen. So I reckon it will There'll have to be two options, and it'll be something like... And I reckon it'll be May's deal or No Deal. Mm. And that's like...
0: That's like
1: grim as hell.
0: It's... I I don't... I mean, there is is the kind of... It's always papered over with what would a people's vote do? Mm -hmm. And the idea is that it breaks some kind of impossible consent... The people who propose it believe it will break some kind of what they see as a consensus that's impossible. Mm -hmm. Because as far as they see, like, there's this... They've convinced themselves there's this huge groundswell of people who maybe were tricked by... Uh, the leave russians. campaign or russians or anything like that like there's no, there's <laughs> there's some stuff that like their analysis of the situation i think probably was right in 2016 the leave vote was a right wing project hmm. you know brexit has been a right wing project because it's been controlled by and, and propagated yeah. by right wingers hmm. there's none of them left now no they're not left it's in the hands of technocrats hmm. and like May's particular and Philip Hammond's particular brand of hmm. uh, conservatism um, but they've kind of fucked it for themselves like partially in, the, in their kind of strategy so we've mentioned the kind of minute manoeuvring around Jeremy Corbyn's no confidence vote yeah. so it's like no it's better to have a futile gesture of opposition now hmm. to show whose side you're on hmm. because they viewed it as they still view it in almost all of the expressions of Remain sentiment in this country, they still view it as part of the culture war and not as a political battle. Mm. These were the people who supposedly, the Blairite right wing of the Labour Party, the Lib Dems, they were the people who knew how to do politics properly. Mm. They were the ones who, they weren't mean like the Tories. Mm. They weren't like completely without scruples. But they were supposed to be the ones who knew how to manipulate um, public opinion and the political system to get what they want, and they have shown themselves to be completely inept. What makes at you? F-
1: that. Well, I don't understand why anyone <laughs> ever thought that Andrew Adonis was ever good at anything. So
0: was it? Was it? How many times did he try and become an MP? He tried a couple for the Labour Party, and he eventually managed to get into the actual uh, like machinery of government as a lord, under though. the under the Tories. The Tories brought yeah. him in as the uh, like an education czar.
1: Yeah, you think it was
0: an education czar. Um, but yeah, he, like, he failed numerous times of yeah. being elected and then got made a lord by um, Tony Blair. Because what they don't understand about themselves is that they are not about democracy. No. They are not about um, dem- dem- like democratic processes. Mm. They're not actually about being popular. They're a symptom of post-democracy. Mm. They're a symptom of hollowing out the political process, having as few votes as possible, having as few people vote in mm. those contests mm. as possible. And they're dealing again with a kind of Almost like a, retur- a re- an actual return of the political hmm. kind of thing people are voting for things hmm. maybe outside of parliament, even like in the referendum, and they're voting for things based on material needs and to a certain extent they're not wrong uh culture war shit hmm. like i am I, I I am a patriot or I am a cosmopolitan yeah um I drink coffee, I drink ale hmm. that kind of thing um but like their whole strategy on this has completely fucked them. like I read the other day, I, I don't know exactly the mechanics of this, but so've they've, they've stirred some enthusiasm that a second referendum could be called. Now, Gina Miller's court victory, really early on in this whole process set, ruled that only Parliament could invoke Article 50, which Gina Miller won mm-hmm. and they did. Yep. Parliament <laughs> voted to invoke Article 50 as per the referendum. so that's a link up with popular democracy and the constitutional means to make it happen, Hmm. all fits together all really well. Hmm. This second referendum when they want to call it, if they win, they would have to get Parliament to revoke Article 50 I presume Hmm. which in this Parliament, the government would also have to propose to revoke Article 50 if there was a second referendum so you'd have to go through all of this again in reverse (laughs) and get a Tory government propped up by the DUP to agree to ignore The uh, thing of the first referendum. Now, had she not had that arguably pretty pointless Hmm. uh, legal exercise, which, by the way, is also one of the more successful actual things they've tried to do. Yeah. Had they not had that, it would have been easier to revoke it because it all would have been within the government's gift. It all would have been within, within their power like any potential kind of political moves that they could have made like actual strategy actually actual things to change things on the ground so uh forming we joke about it but forming a centrist political party mm. to fight for Remain for however stupid it is for however little uh support it has however much it would just become like the lib dems mm. that actually at least is a a statement of being serious yeah. about trying to do what they want to do. This yeah. was started in parliament. Mm. The vote was conducted in public. That's what they would have to do if they were really that uh serious about doing it. Yeah. But for the most part they they haven't. You know, they every time they try and get any kind of shit like this going, any time they try and oh, I'm not I'm I'm trying to be above politics now. Mm. I'm trying to speak directly to people. They cannot help but get it involved. In their war with Corbynism, yeah, they they have to do that because they've convinced they, they're like ironically for like the whole of continuity uh, remain. It's kind of caught between focusing on the facts mm-hmm. and logic and reason, which is why they think that they can just go out and explain what the EU does for people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also at the same time got caught up in centrism and and like neoliberalisms own search for meaning. Yeah. So you've got on the one hand saying, yeah, we need to tell people about the facts, people need to consider with cold hard reason. Mm. And on the other hand, we need to say, we understand why they get so angry. Let's inject some passion back into politics. Yeah. They're people out in the cold looking for a fire to stay warm, but everywhere they look, they've got to put out the fire because they think it's dangerous populism. Yeah. You know, they they're working at odds with each other. Mm. You know?
1: There's that that recurring figure as well that I just get the impression that all of them hate the notion of a Corbyn government significantly more than a no deal Brexit. Even like the hardline line Alistair Campbell, yeah, will mm. take a no deal Brexit over a Jeremy Corbyn led I mean Labour majority.
0: To be honest, that's the other thing about like the whole People's Vote thing mm. is that they've got all of these people who used to be in politics. Mm. Like, okay, like Chucker Amuna is still an MP. He mm. still relies on votes and political mm. stuff but Tony Blair Alistair Campbell Andrew Adonis mm. all of the self-proclaimed leaders of the People's Vote uh, movement mm. it's not even a movement Peter Mandelson with his weird like setting up uh, think tanks yeah, and the, grassroots stuff they're trying to mimic um, like what the Koch brothers did in America yeah
1: and mimic the the, um, the Leave campaign um, Taxpayers Alliance stuff yeah that one building yeah
0: but the difference is that that conservatism has the good sense to uh, swing when it's winning yeah you know it it, they already had everything they wanted and what they were doing was shoring up something because they knew what they wanted Mm. centrism and that form of like technocratic Blairism is on its ass because it has contradictions that it can't uh, resolve and so half the time it's covering its own ass as opposed to what happened on immigration Mm. like what it did on immigration which was to start to stoke the fires of anti-immigration sentiment yeah and on the other hand, it's got to convince liberals who maybe quite like immigration, left wingers who like immigration, and you know, maybe not don't want an open borders policy, but definitely don't want a punitive immigration policy. Hmm. They've got to somehow convince them that they're on their side as well. Hmm. It's in its it's in its it's in a crisis point, and they can't recognise it partially because they don't recognise themselves as being an ideology. Hmm. Yeah, and it it. it it just can't work, which is like why Tony Blair can come out and, you know, like all the sure start centers in the world never erased the feeling people get from him. No. Every statement by him, despite it, doesn't matter if it's well reasoned, it doesn't matter if it's even eloquent, mm-hmm. it doesn't fucking matter because you look at Tony Blair and what do you see? You see Tony Blair. Mm-hmm. You see that. You see that bad thing and that's yeah. a feeling. Mm-hmm. You can't just counter that with logic and equally if you have logic they try and counter it with a feeling because they're so passionate about the fucking EU yeah. and all the good things it does for you. Which is and it it spills off into fucking just bizarre things. People going up and down the country on that bollocks to Brexit bus. Which is that can't they can't think that's working. I'm going to explain the facts to you through my passion yeah. and my passionate singer-songwriter routine yeah and singing on buses that's what people did in the 70s wasn't it they went to football matches and they sang on coaches they sang old folk songs except we're going to do that but replace everything with brexit dividend and you know like uh boris lying about 350 million people Uh, have fucking moved on yeah people actually want to know where that 350 million is going to come from and Mm. you fucking you're well maybe not the people on that bus but the political figures that they've uh, they're lied to on their same side, sure as hell aren't fucking promising that. No. And until they fucking get that through their heads, they're not going to make any 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 way through. No. They're just no, not. not. Um, so the final option, and one that I f- think about a lot, hmm. a Corbyn-negotiated Brexit stroke a Lexit, hmm. a left-wing Brexit. Which I don't think is like, you might not think it's likely. I just don't think he would allow it. I think the closest that
1: Corbyn <laughs> could have would be a a, a a no deal Brexit.
0: I mean, bear in mind that I, I don't think but I'm not prep. I'm not in any way. Although I've put these two together, yeah, yeah. I don't think in any way if Corbyn became prime minister tomorrow, mm. Mm. I don't think in any way that he is negotiating what could be charitable, even charitably called a lexit. Mm. Like he, it will be Theresa May's deal mm-hmm. with maybe some of Corbyn's red lines, which I happen to. Agree with, yeah. Not knowing what they are, I probably would yeah. agree more with his red lines than I would with Theresa yeah. Theresa May.
1: Looking at how the Labour Party are at the moment, would be okay. Yeah, why? Well, okay, we'll be mean to some to some immigrants, but could we have our two-choos?
0: Yeah. It seems to be his his position has always been again mostly rhetorical because he hasn't had to lay it out. He's no. in opposition. Um, but his his position seems to be uh, it, his is the no jobs lost. Brexit. Yeah. So presumably, if the EU wanted something bad and mm. said, "If you don't take something bad, we're going to put some kind of punitive measure on you," it yeah. would take the bad thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Which I mean, doesn't strike me as much better than May's Brexit. But mm. again, this is all fucking hypothetical, anyway. Yeah. Um, but there definitely seems to be. I definitely have noticed in the last couple of months, there's been more of a willingness on the left to think about what a left wing exit would do. Because I remember when the referendum first came out, mm. obviously. Lexit, that was not driven by left-wing thought at all. It doesn't matter what, like, fucking Red London or Mm. Paul Embury ever wanted to tell you about that. Mm -hmm. There was no appetite for it. But this is... We're now two years on. There's more of a left in the country. There's more uh, thinking about what a left-wing Britain would look like. There's been a manifesto. There's been an election. Mm. So a cautious Lexit programme doesn't seem to... To be on the pale, yeah. Um, um, like as I said before, like I, I don't think this is like necessarily a brand new thing. I think it's more of a return to actual politics hmm. as opposed to um, like image management and, and PR and spin and, and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, like it seems. It just seems more likely now. Mm. um and i th- i again it's a, like i said return of actual politics mm-hmm. and of thinking about solutions to things that aren't just already decided by we have the best system for managing wealth and property yeah we can actually start to talk about nationalization we can actually start to talk about common ownership again mm. um that goes beyond brexit but like i think you've said as like it would the actual political manoeuvrings that a new Corbyn government would have to engage in would mean pushing Brexit back. It would mean having to yeah. suspend Article 50. I don't even know what the... I don't, nobody knows what that... Also, that's the yeah. thing. Nobody actually knows what these mechanisms do, even the EU. They have not got a fully thought-out constitutional process around Brexit. They have yeah. it for actually leaving, but none of the wrinkles that would come up Yeah. Uh, in the middle of it.
1: Um, yeah, um, but I can't... I can't see how you could... Just sort of rush it. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a big thing that, like, the idea that they called, like, when they, they did Article 50 so soon hmm. was such a dumbass Tory move, anyway. Well, actually, yeah. I say Tory move, it was a dumbass government move that the kind of, that government does. Yeah. Um, because it was always going to take a very long time. Um, I
0: mean, in, in many ways, this was May's ideal situation. Mm-hmm. She got a deal. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter quite. What deal it was because well, it was she... always going to have to be sold in the way that it's been sold. Yeah, and she didn't care.
1: Yeah, I don't think she. I, no, top. I,
0: I think, I think she cared. I just don't think the thing she didn't care about was the real nature of the deal because the deal would be a withdrawal agreement. This mm. isn't, this isn't the final, final mm. thing. Um, and so like, let's presume May's deal goes through March 29th. It leaves. There's. Stuff happens, things carry on largely as normal, and then you have a Corbyn government, Mm. presumably taking over the rest of the negotiations, Mm. presumably able to amend that basic uh, deal, because, of course, by that point, you wouldn't be a part of the EU. Mm. There wouldn't need to be an Article 50. It would just be a negotiation between two nominally independent uh, institutions. Mm. Um, Makes everything he has promised to do it makes the manifesto more difficult to deliver, but it was always gonna be difficult to deliver. Yeah. Um I I don't know about Lexit in one country, but I do know that it's not possible within the EU. I think that's what's really swung me around on Lexit. Yeah. Is that you I see... saw the
1: that was it um was it Papandreou? Yeah. That scumbag um saying that, Oh Jeremy Corbyn, we need you in the EU to change it. It's like not taking any advice from you, you fucking jackal. <laughs> and they're, they are—they're all ghouls like, and monsters. Ask,
0: ask the Greek government. Yeah. Ask the Italian government, mm. who recently have had uh, their their budget changed mm-hmm. by the EU. Mm. By the, the EU. The EU is. And this is not a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. It is a capitalist club. It is it a is. club of the finance, largely the finance sector, mm. and German banks. Yeah. This is this and this isn't a conspiracy in the case that there's smoky rooms where they're all meeting up although i'm sure there are smoky rooms. Well, no, well actually maybe you, know, you can't smoke inside actually no. so okay crystal clear
1: yeah swiss rooms yeah steel and glass horrible buildings steel
0: and glass square leather chairs those oh. ones that are really weird to sit in but yeah. actually after you've been in them a while they're quite comfortable yeah um you know that's that's the the kind of thing that you're dealing with they may not meet together like i say but they have the same institutional goals which mm. is a continuation of austerity mm-hmm. a continuation of um, fortress Europe mm-hmm. all of those bad things and again ask Spain, ask Italy, ask Ireland ask Portugal ask uh, Greece um, how far they get in talking to the EU about that kind of thing, the one thing that the EU will not tolerate is that kind of change of their their mission mm. It's it's a class institution. It's a class based yeah. institution. They're not doing it because they like it. They view it. They're doing it because, as far as they're concerned, that's the only thing the EU's for. Yeah. Um. The EU doesn't have even as, as close to a democracy as the as Westminster. Westminster yeah. is more democratic than the EU Parliament. It, it's not that democratic, and that's saying something. Yeah. It's um. um
1: yeah, the figure that I have with the figure figures. Pretty much, if we didn't leave the EU because of this Brexit, in the next 10 to 15 years, we'd have to leave anyway for this country to go the way I think it should go Mm. to save people's lives and, yeah, Yeah. generally be a better
0: place. The IMF is already warning about economic downturns. Mm -hmm. The next crash or recession cannot be that far away. No. And there is not the political will or the capital to put it back together again in the same way that they did in 2008, Mm. I don't think. Mm. Who knows? They spirited up fucking trillions of dollars out of nowhere for what was really, really important to them. And Mm. that's not the melting of the ice caps. It was shoring up the banking institutions as they exist. Mm. And yeah, I, I suppose it's because you saw what happened from 2015 to 2018 in terms of the kind of horizons that the left were able to imagine Hmm. and the kind of seriousness that they put into uh, creating left alternatives. Hmm. Um, It's not all the way there yet, but it probably never will be. It will be Hmm. a thing of we're doing the best we can as we go along. And yeah, I think you're right. I don't think we could... Properly institute a socialist program or the manifesto in this country without doing it, and you know maybe another couple of countries come along. You mm. know maybe like I don't know Melanchon in um, in France, or a of shit. who fun. seems to be a piece of shit. But like, I'm just using yeah. it as an example. Let's say a le- a left wing government. Well,
1: yeah, the only way I could France see that happening or... is like is say we're in the EU. Say mm. Brexit didn't happen. We're in or it gets cancelled. We're in the EU. We have a left-wing government coming, whether it's Corbyn or someone else, mm-hmm. a left-wing government with a very left-wing manifesto. Yeah, we start instigating the manifesto. The EU starts getting angry and starts threatening us with fines. Yeah. We just say "fuck you" and don't do it. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I could see there being any kind of groundswell from other bits of Europe as well. Yeah, um, I the there's that way of getting people on side, as opposed to the more Jacob Rees-Mogg way of trying to get people on side, which is. Ireland, go on. You know, you've always been part of us, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is sort of another way that I've seen some people on the left talk. Yeah. Um, but I think the way to do it is to just, it's just say like, okay, look, um, we're nationalising our trains now, and they say, well, no, you can't nationalise your trains. You just say, well, I'm doing it. Yeah. There's no way that you can see that as anything other than a net positive.
0: It just means it does mean that, of course, the the potential chaos of a no deal hangs over this country <laughs> for the foreseeable future, but. Yeah. You know what that that is, and always was going to be, mm. going to be a risk. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like domestically, um, the reason why Corbyn doesn't come out more forcefully for it, mm. obviously a significant amount of his party is, and that, this isn't a left right thing necessarily, but obviously a significant amount of his party is kind of pro pro Europe by habit, mm. if not by necessarily close analysis. Mm-hmm. Of the situation, yeah. Um, and at some point, a left Brexit would have to have a break whereby possibly it did isolate some remainers within the Labour Party and within like civil society generally, Mm. who otherwise might be part of that weird class coalition of whatever Corbyn government comes in, and that you know any government is an uneasy alliance between various parts of you know the middle class the working class owners mm. there will be some business people who come in and who really like what Corbynism does mm. um you've already seen him give speeches to the cbi mm. he's that he's a social democrat yeah. that's how they work um as irritating as their behavior has been i can I can see the potential utility of at least not bringing the Labour right in necessarily, but placating them long enough to have them. Like success is always a big unifier. Yeah. And I don't doubt that they will all want to come into government Mm. as soon as he wins that election, as soon as that becomes a reality. Very much so. Blair had to deal with left wingers Mm. who he couldn't get rid of, um, the few, Mm -hmm. and Corbyn will have to deal with right wingers who, for whatever reason, he feels like he can't get rid of. Mm. That will be the nature. That's not me saying I prefer it. I would prefer to, you know, chuck them all out. Yeah. But in reality, that's what will have to happen in a, in a Corbyn government. Mm. And so you could say him moving too forcefully on it now kind of um, puts that off as aggressively as they've acted towards him. Yeah. Um, they're a dying breed. Mm there as we as I said before like centrism isn't just out of favor it's having an ideological crisis because mm. it doesn't know who or what it's for anymore mm. and so that will die off mm-hmm. um, what won't die off is the kind of stuff that's been brought up by brexit these are, are real real issues and they're not equipped to solve them and I think maybe Corbyn is mm. and maybe let like a more left-wing government in the UK is, yeah, that will involve Brexit. It's it's happening, and so like I don't know, it's it, I feel weird because there's so many, there's so many fucking dickheads mm-hmm. on so like left-wing social media who are really bullishly Lexity, yeah, like you know, and they're not people who I like like in mm. any way. Mm. You know, your Red Londons, your yeah. you know like. Pretend Stalinists, yeah, and and all the, and like uh, you know your your nationalists, you know Paul mm. Embry and yeah, who cannot be considered a leftist at any in any way at this point. But no. yeah, you know, you're Paul Masons and yeah. things like that. Yeah, um, although he's gone back to being Remain again. Oh, he's, just, he's gone back to being People's Vote. Yeah. He was all like fly the flag or on Gibraltar and send a, a battleship with Corbyn's face on the mast. <laughs> over to Gibraltar to defend yeah. it from the Spaniards yeah um but he's gone back to now he wants a people's vote and it's I'm I feel more I feel way more distanced from the people's vote people at this point than I do from actually trying to think properly about lexit yeah
1: well if, yeah
0: and I, but I'm so cautious about it because like
1: there's so out, many unknowns.
0: Like none of this, none of this is going to align the way anybody wants it. Yeah. None of this is going to like no. perfectly align. There's no parliamentary procedure that you can invoke. There's problems with Jeremy Corbyn's mm. a- approach as far as how guarded he's been mm. and cagey. There are benefits to that as well. But like mm. I, c- I honestly could not say like any of those four options mm. could happen, and I could see them. Just being a thing, and they've all become. Also, the fifth
1: option could happen of nothing happening.
0: Yeah, that fit, yeah, secret, again, secret fifth option, yeah. secret ending.
1: Of them just saying, no, know. no, fuck it. I don't think nah, fuck it. You've got Bre- to get to
0: Brexit in two minutes, <laughs> right, and then you've got to get them down to one HP, and then you fight the secret boss <laughs> of Brexit, done. which is uh, Donald uh, Tusk. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's 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 really real fucking difficult to constantly have to talk about this and yeah. constantly have to project into the future. There is a Gramsci quote that says, anyone who makes projections has a program. Hmm. So, I don't know, take for yeah. that what you will. Anyone yeah. who predicts, tries to predict or project into the future with any degree of certainty has a program, has something they want. Hmm. And you know, that's what we're being, I think. That's what we have to be. Yeah. Like, not shy away from the fact that we're not it's not about us being fair to the political process it's yeah. not about giving it due time mm-hmm. there's been due time there's mm-hmm. been every aspect of this has been analyzed what we can't do is predict what's going to happen with any certainty and respond and and like immediately be able to respond to that according to deeply held principles other than what we want to see out of a socialist Britain what yeah. we want to see out of a socialist left wing program mm. and so I think like the only way you do that is just keeping to that keeping to that, if you really want to get rid of parliament and replace it with proportional representation you want to do that mm. if you really want to nationalise everything in sight, you push for that Brexit really makes a huge difference and also no difference yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. in in that being what you want it's not, that's what I suppose kind of drives me the most away from the people's vote people is that they think this is the defining political issue and it's a flavour, Yeah. it's a, a tone yeah. that this has set that is, again, hugely important, but it is it's just, just
1: a flavour. It is that thing that they do seem to think, the people's vote like people... Because if they talk about the 2012 Olympic ceremony mm. over and over again. Um, they do seem to think that if you're in the EU, you don't have economic downturns, you don't have any kind of economic crises, you don't have anything like austerity. and <laughs> um, Yeah. It's just so
0: bafflingly annoying. Yeah. I just despise them all.
1: But yeah. yeah. We try
0: and keep away from spite... Let's try and keep it posy, guys. Mm. Like we're going into a new year. Mm. We're gonna keep yeah, we're not it, talking keep, about Brexit next episode. Keeping it posy. We are absolutely not fucking no. talking about Brexit no. on the next episode. Next
1: episode, we're doing our award um, show.
0: Yeah, we've remembered. It's we did an award show last year, and we'll do it again.
1: Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah that'll be cheer us up.
0: Yeah, that'll be that'll be good. That's yeah. always good. Yeah, that this year seems to have been so long. It is so long.
1: It's I, such a long year.
0: Pointing out earlier, Boris Johnson was Foreign Secretary for most of this year, for s- up until July. Can you even remember him as Foreign Secretary? Barely. Barely. Do you remember Claire Kober? Yeah, Claire? that's another one, yeah. I remember Claire <laughs> There's so much. Everybody oh, remembers Claire. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But yeah. Yeah. That's us for this week. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can follow us at WDTATW underscore podcast. You can follow me at BM Bergamot and follow Hugh at Tanner Smashing. And you will not see us next week because it's Christmas, but we will do something sometime in the week after that, I yeah. think. Yeah. That will be our award show, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right.
1: Bye. Bye. about the fighting game when Mr. Hoover said to come